ever since the dawn of time, man has been fascinated with alternate planes of existence. And now, our scientists speculate that a multiverse filled with infinite possibilities lies just beyond our grasp. Welcome to the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and I will be your host. And we will discuss what is fact, fiction, and theory. That which is not real in our universe might very well be real in another. Join us and let the reality of your world be real for us, too. Hello, uh, hello once again. This is Greg Lineweber with the Multiversal News. Again, we have another wonderful guest here, a magician. Um, we got uh, straight from California who's uh, done a very interesting show there. What is your name and why don't you go ahead and uh, Well, I go by the name of Just Sage, and uh, today I'm your masked magician. Everything uh, everything I share with you all today, well, uh, it all has comes from my mind from some place and some other place that we can't even explain <laughs> if you want to deep, dive deep into my mind. But I had to let everybody know that everything I'm going to share today, as you watch these fingers, you'll never see them leave my hands. Wow, really? That would be really cool if they did. Hey, explain to us what the mask is. The mask is a piece that uh, I do with a, a local group called the Super Geek League. Yes, the Super Geek League. Uh, I portray a character named Gigi Skewers, and I am a B-movie uh, stunt stuntman. And I come out on biomechanical stilts. These stilts enable me to jump nine feet in the air, make seven and a half foot strides, upwards, upwards 25 miles an hour on them. And this is his mask. I wear a helmet and a bright orange suit, this vest, and I bounce around on stage. I was getting pretty good height at the stage at the show we were at in just California recently. And so uh, this mask was made by a beautiful woman who uh, is local to in Seattle. Uh, her name is Facade, or F-A-C-E-O-D-D, -D, Facade Masks. And uh, this is one of her custom pieces. All right, all right, excellent, excellent. Uh, that uh, sounds like a fantastic mask. Uh, what uh, do you, are you a native of here, Seattle? Or? Actually, I moved here in about 1990. I moved here in about 1990. Uh, I can say I am kind of sort of say a native after all these wow. years. Uh, I have four sisters that reside here. One of them actually is currently going to the University of Washington. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really funny. I, I came here in '89. I beat you by a year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, it's funny I haven't bumped into you. I must have uh, at some point. Yeah. Well, I say that about the, about the last almost 12 years of my life, I've been in costume and uh, doing, um, we like to call it interactive theatrical ambience. So. Sounds, sounds really interesting. Yeah. Uh, what groups have you worked with? Well, I formed a group back in uh, 1999 called uh, the Pet and Zoo Players. It was right around the explosion of the whole circus arts. There was the Kabiri, there was Circus Contraption, uh, Magmavox, um, Cirque, Cirque de Flambe. We all kind of birthed ourselves around 1999. I, I'm one of the last uh, original survivors of the Pet and Zoo Players. And I'm still here. Actually, my old partner, she, um, we used to do erotic clown magic together. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she actually came back from Europe just recently. Her name is Vanessa Trenton. And uh, I'm trying to get her back in the swing of things for one more, one more round in this city before she heads back to Europe again. Yes, so. We need more robotic sexual uh, uh, shows. Well, yeah, well, we, really, we don't really need a lot of, lot of, lot of robots to it all. <laughs> a lot of what we do is, um, well, you know, I had this philosophy in magic. that it, They always say that the hand is quicker than the eye. But I believe that the mind is faster than the hand. Ah, and see, okay. so it's, 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 it's basically a lot of what we do is to elude people to an effect or an idea um people ask me all the time if i do tricks i say no that's my ex-girlfriend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a trick is something that's meant to deceive you uh, i'm just out to please you oh, so yeah good good but you do charge money though right uh, well yeah i guess i do sell my soul <laughs> one way or another <laughs> all right. i guess we all do whatever well, it comes down to so of course we do well here to entertain the audience as, as it as it may be um do you have any uh, uh special tricks you want to show us right off the bat or sure sure you know i'll, I'll share something with you um um like, like, like i said before I, I don't i don't really do tricks uh, I, I do effects uh effects. It's, it's a totally different kind of world and um 
But I, I had this uh, an old girlfriend of mine, and she's like, she's like, Sage, you know, I've seen you do cards, and I've seen you do coins. You know, I want to see you do something completely different. Yeah. So in my pocket, I I, I had I had a little silk, you know, and, and uh -huh. we'll, we'll, we'll place the silk down over here, and uh, and and I also had uh, um, a thimble. I got it uh -huh. in my pocket somewhere. Okay, and I had a thimble. Yeah. Now, why I had this 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 silk and thimble in my pockets is beyond me. You know, most magicians, if you ever hang out with them, they have they carry a lot of bizarre things with them all the time. Yeah. Uh, as well, did the police find out yesterday when I was coming back from <laughs> from Oakland, California? That, that's the story I want to hear about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell me the story real quick about what happened on the way back for the three hours? Okay. Love this, folks. So, so uh, on the way back from uh, from Oakland uh, with Super Geek League, uh, we were in three, four. Um, uh, expeditions and uh, and one um, budget rent rent a truck uh, and with all of our gear and we literally left on Friday at 6:30 in the morning and hustled our way all the way down to Oakland. Uh, we stopped for a hotel because we were completely dead tired. We got to Oakland. We got there for our sound check. We set up. We did everything. Um, we did our show. The show went off great. Uh, there was a couple, you know, um, unexpected uh, elements that came at us that we weren't expecting. You know, well, uh, obviously it was unexpected. Um, like confetti cannons blowing back at us. Uh, there was this, um, <laughs> yeah. And it was actually kind of great because it was like the band and everything was like in a snow globe. It was really, really uh, powerful. I guess for anybody that was in the audience under wow. other influences of things, I'm sure they really enjoyed themselves. I wish I could have seen that. Oh, oh you, you would have enjoyed it for sure. And uh, But at some point in the time, because they, they had all this like, water that doesn't really reside there in the middle of Oakland, um, it, it, the stage developed some condensation, and so um, it created a couple accidents for me while I was on my stilts and stuff, but I survived them. Obviously, I'm here today with you yeah. uh, sharing this story. And, and uh, so on our, way, on our way home, we were... Um, probably about uh, 20 minutes outside of Portland and we got pulled over by a state trooper and uh, the reason was I guess we were following too close to the car in front of us which was actually kind of funny because it was part of our crew yeah um, they kept on going we got pulled over to, I guess to kind of wait to see what had happened um, the cop came through the thing and explained to us that we were speeding a little bit and everything else and, uh, and then he decided um, well after he talked to the driver and he wanted to search the vehicle um, we were obviously smart enough, or the driver was for sure, to uh, to you know not allow that to happen without any you know probable cause. And so, because we um, did not uh, uh, want to let them search the rest of the pack or um, the bags that were in the vehicle, yeah. um, because a lot of them didn't belong to us. It was part of other parts of the crew. Yeah, uh, and could have had anything. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of it was like film gear and sound equipment and things like that, that um, that uh, they decided to bring a canine unit in. Yeah, well. Yeah. So so the canine unit went around the car probably about five or six times. And on the sixth time, it decided to bark towards one of the real cor uh, back corner quarter panels of this vehicle. Um, we were kind of, uh, me and this other friend of mine, Noah, another member of Super Geek League, he's a trumpet player. Um, we were kind of laughing that we had a chocolate cake that was about half eaten in the car and figured <laughs> they probably have starved the dog for a while. He probably wanted some of that chocolate cake. And, um, and anyway, they, that, with the dog barking, that was probable cause. Well, it's, it's, it sounds very much like donuts. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if you want to fit that one in for sure, you know, we should have offered them some. Maybe it would have been a little off a little easier on that. But uh, so anyway, they, they, they went through the rigmarole and uh, they pulled everything out of the car. And of course, my bag, you know, I have, I'm being a magician uh, here and there. And also this kind of a crazy perform that I am with the mask and so on and so forth. They had a lot of questions to ask me. <laughs> I'll bet they did. Yes, they did. And uh, they found all kinds of things in there and uh, nothing that was illegal or or, um, of any kind of contraband. I'm sure, uh, sure they're thinking we've got to be close to something. There has got to be. You know, when you find a thumb tip and they don't really don't know what the heck that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they yeah. kind of question what, what really is going on here. And, uh, yeah. and besides, you know, the funny thing is, is that we're, we're like a bunch of freaks, so to say. And yeah. but we're like kind of we're more on the straight edge of of, of, of being freaks, yeah. you know. So you know, a lot of us we were resting because we we, we had done so many costume changes and things like that that we were yeah. just exhausted. So anyway, about uh, and so on and so forth about an hour and a half later next thing you know it's like you know it's wee hours in the morning and you let us go so we didn't arrive back in seattle until about five o'clock this morning and about 5 30 we unloaded the vehicles and uh, next thing you know um i'm teaching kids uh, up north at, at a day camp called uh, broadway bound uh yeah. day camp uh teaching kids a, a camp there called magic magic and magic at uh, nine this morning well now that's what i want to hear more about do you do this on a regular basis do you do the, the teaching kids 
Uh, teaching kids. Um, well, you know, uh, the whole teaching kid thing is, uh, it, it, I went to school to be a middle school art teacher. Ah. Yeah, but after about $78,000 in debt <laughs> uh, of, of a degree, um, I realized that, uh, well, I kind of pursued the whole circus arts and things like that. And um, and then it kind of came around that like I realized that I didn't have to have a complete degree in order to share these kind of arts and this kind of craft with, with, with children and, and such. And so I for about five years up on Capitol Hill over here, there's a school called Stevens Elementary. I was their artist in residency there. I worked with second graders. I taught them all about the circus for many, many years. And then um, I kind of got, uh, well, I guess overwhelmed by it all. And, and it got to a point in my life where I decided that I wasn't going to work with kids anymore. Even though that was my passion to be a middle school art teacher and stuff, and I kind of pursued a more of the adult arts and the adult entertainment and stuff, and 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 then it reached a point in my life where, like, they say, the universe at times will open doors for you and open yeah. windows for you to go through, yeah. and then other times it'll just pick its foot and kick you in the ass, <laughs> and you'll fall through that window all the way down. Yes, you know, back to your feet yeah. again. And I found myself in front of kids again, yeah. and so I went to San Francisco for a while, and I came back, and uh, San Francisco was a beautiful beautiful place it was a wonderful um, I learned a lot down there uh, it would also it, it kind of spiritually broke me it kind of financially broke me and so on and so forth and I came back to Seattle um, last year at about like November or so I struggled pretty hard getting back on my feet here again did a lot of benefits and stuff and um, and then um, I picked up a Cirque du Soleil contacted me and I ended up doing a whole bunch of uh, promo work on stills for Cirque du Soleil oh no kidding yeah, that, yeah. that's a very very interesting that's a big outfit you're working with them. yeah you know it was for Cuzo and stuff. They, they, uh, I was, I, I auditioned with Cirque du Soleil in about 2004, five. They actually came to my work, uh, which is a bar down here called Rebar, and they actually approached. Yes, I worked there. Yes, I love that. I love Carla and uh, Steve Wells was one of the old owners and Pitt. And, uh, I love them all, and um, it was a great experience. They kept me alive for ten years, you know, of yeah. working there. But uh, they approached me there and uh, brought me into uh, uh, well, approached me about about auditioning for them. Um, they had heard I was a great physical clown by a guy named Troy Fleischner. He's a local actor as well, and uh, yeah. So I put together an act or whatever, and uh, next thing you know, about six months later, and six months six days and six hours later so to say uh i was uh, i was auditioning for them it yeah, was that's, a, that's that's a quite uh, it's very it's something to be proud of to work for so they're a big outfit but well known yeah yeah you, you know um i found it to be kind of like a baptismal yeah like i, I it was like i've been entertaining for such a long time that um when I went in with them, and I didn't obviously get the piece because I wasn't the right shape, you know, or the image they were looking for, which is very much how, like, uh, the Blue Man group and a lot of groups like that work. Um, but uh, they they really, we, we stayed in contact all, after all these years. And so I came back to Seattle, and um, I was basically, I can actually say in all my years of life, I've never been a starving artist until I came back to Seattle last year. <laughs> There was two days I starved, you know, and when I came back, uh, um, well, Cirque du Soleil uh, approached me about doing the, this promo work for them, and they hired me to do a week on stilts, and uh, they drove me around in a uh, Infinity car, because Infinity was sponsoring the latest show, Kuzo, uh, and, and they drove me around, and, and I was out um, doing satellite spots on stilts and helping promote the show. A lot, of, a lot of physical clowning, a lot of... Um, just a lot of stilting, yeah. just a lot of having fun. Slapstick so. humor, perhaps? Yeah, but more like Maya Mask. You know, I, I realized when I was out there and I was trying to pass these handbills out that I had mentioned about Kuzo and stuff like that, that I found myself stuttering. And, like, that's something that happened to me when I was a kid, and I used to have to you know, wear the headphones and all that kind of thing to... Um, to uh, uh, to prevent that and learn how to master that whole part of your mind and uh, and so here I find myself kind of stuttering to everybody I'm like sir and I was like what is wrong with me you know and so I decided to go back to my old roots do the old physical clowning the whole comedy kind of aspect of it and I would just mind people as they're walking by like this or I'd walk by like that you know or walk by and be like and people would laugh and they take the handbill and life would move on and it was very very great so that spurred everything. Again, and kind of re I reignited the fire of my passion of art and what I do in the city. And so down the road, um, there was a bunch of camps that were being offered. Uh, some were in New York. Uh, we had Tetris and Zani's camp, so on and so forth. I applied to most of them. One of them was uh, this one with the, the Broadway, uh, or Broad, Broadway, Broad, Broadway Bound Day Camp, uh, .org is what it is, I believe. Uh -huh. 
Um, they uh, approached me and um, they're looking for someone to teach uh, Cirque du Soleil Cool. And I thought, how perfect after doing Cirque du Soleil's thing yeah. to do a Cirque du Soleil Cool camp. And right below that ad, there was one called Magic, Magic, and Magic. And I looked at both of them. I'm like, I am. This is me. This is what I do. You know, if I'm not being a magician uh, from time to time, I'm portraying the role of a, of a physical clown, and so uh, or a character actor. And so I applied for both of them. Um, about a week later, they called me up, asked me to come in for the interview. I did. Uh, one of the, I guess one of the best times I could say is that uh, they actually appreciated my high energy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, um, you know, you got a lot of energy to work with children. And so they offered me the job, and I just finished my class uh, a couple about a week, a week and a half ago. And uh, I just got back from California today and started my other one, wow. <laughs> the other Magic, Magic, and Magic camps. Yeah. Did did you were you ever impressed with some of your students? And did you ever uh, incorporate some of your students in with your present act with Soleil or some of the other places? Or um, you know. One of the things I got to say is that children know funny. Yeah. They really do. Like, I, I, I've, I've brought up old-fashioned vaudeville routines with them and to have them do. And then I found this way of thinking that, uh, that I had them close their eyes and kind of sit in a circle and breathe in and breathe out and find their, their inner self. And, and in the course of it, I know. It's, <laughs> that it's, was the hard part, I'm sure, was telling kids to be quiet. But, you know, actually, they, they, really, they really got into it. And um, and then I'd have them imagine themselves on stage watching what they are doing what they're doing, and then I'd have themselves imagining themselves off stage watching themselves doing what they're doing, and then I would ask them, you know, to to think about what could be funnier than what it is that they're doing already on stage, yeah. and then I you know I'd ask the kids you know hand by hand to raise their hand and and offer these suggestions, and one time I came back to the um, when I was doing Stevens Elementary I came back to the classroom in tears. The teacher was all, is something wrong, Sage? Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be funny because <laughs> kids know funny, you know. It's great humor and it's, um, you know, and, and they really enjoy it. This, this particular camp I'm working with right now, they're a little bit of a challenge because the ages are six to nine. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that does sound challenging. But are, are younger kids as smart as picking up the funny stuff as the older kids or is it uh, tend to be a hindrance? Well, you know, I. I offered them this thought, you know, they said before, that they say the hand is quicker than the eye, or faster than the eye, and I, and I had to let them know that it's the mind is quicker than the hand. And, and, and so when they kind of began to sort of understand where I was coming from today, um, that they began to uh, pick up on things. I, I would I do some coin effects for them. Um, I did some card effects, some things like that, and they started questioning me and asking me about the possibilities of what I was doing. And I was like, and I'm a very honest guy, and I'm not going to lie to them because they're my students. And I'm like, yeah, that is how I'm doing it, you know. And great, great wicker, you know, great figuring out your noodle there, you know. <laughs> and, and they're really good at it, you know. As, as you know, this is something that, you know. It was said a long time ago. That they say the future of our world um, uh, is 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 in their hands. People always tend to forget that their future is in ours. So if we don't like point them in the right direction, we could be up for a really horrible future. Yeah, they're gonna cut off social security. <laughs> they're like, you're done, pops. You're out of here. <laughs> it's gonna be just like Logan's run. Wow, I sure hope not, because I don't have one of those crystals in my hands. Whoa, wait a minute, there we go. I got the band. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, well, hopefully not. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll. Uh... They'll, they'll want to get old themselves one of these days, and so they're going to want to be able to pull the same scam that we're pulling on them on their kids. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Darren, can we get set up for a, a shoot, perhaps? Uh, uh, maybe we could uh, pull some tricks on uh, the audience. We're ready to rock and roll. All right. Okay. Quick question. Do you want me to play the video that we did a few years ago at the Showbox, filming Super Geek League? If you'd like to. Were you in the van at that point? No. I just joined them recently. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. what what uh, instrument do you play? Um, I am actually I'm I'm a theatrical uh, I, I do theatrical oh, okay. ambience. Okay. So okay. Um, most of all my characters are on stilts. Okay. 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 Well, I play guitar, and, and, and uh, I'm just gonna. But this is a, an act that goes beyond just the music itself. At least, yeah. At least we can give them a taste of what you're talking about. Though. Sure. I got that video queued up as well. Completely. That would be great. I'm sure they would love it. You know. I'm sure if you'd like to. Yeah, that'll give us a chance to set up the cameras and get them just right for the for the act. Yeah, go. Let's play some geek geek league, folks. This is uh, some historical footage 
of the ever-lovable Geek League. Super Geek League. Super Geek League. Go. Pardon me. Super Geek League. Yeah. Bring it on. Are we back? Yes, sir. Uh, could you please show us some of your, your finely sure. crafted uh, effects? Yes, I, the I, effects. Yeah, so I, I, I always say I prefer to uh, prefer to do effects. The uh, trick is something that's meant to deceive you. I'm just here to please you. So. Ah, yes. Well, I don't know. I've always heard that that's what a trick was all about was pleasing, but uh, never mind. Let's not get into that. Okay, okay. Here we go. Most of the audience hardies has been, but this is an innocent show. Yes, it is. So I have a I have a I have a thimble on my hand, uh -huh. and I like to call this one the, the nimble thimble, and it kind of goes like this: if I take my hand and, and I go once, twice, three times, lady, you see it uh, disappeared, right? Yeah. No, it's on my hand the whole time. <laughs> but look, 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 look! If I take yeah. it, say I stuff it in my hand like that, and I go, and I give it a pop, and you see it disappeared again. No, it was still there on my hand the whole time. Okay. I almost heard a career drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been mine. Be careful. Okay. All right. Look. So this, here, this is the major question. If I take this thimble, 
all right, so to say, and, and if I were to push it right all the way to the very end of my hand right there, yeah. do you think it's possible to fit all this silk into that, into that little thimble? Uh, I don't know. Well, I thought, I'm not sure about that. Well, anything's possible, so uh, we'll give it a shot, okay? If I push it in like this, if I push it, if I, if I push it, if I push it in like this, and I get it all the way down, and in like this, and I push it all the way down, right? Yeah. And I put it down like this, you would see that it was never there. Yeah. And the question I have to ask you is, under my hat? No. Okay. Is it in my mouth? No, it's not in the mouth. I can. Like, Are you sure? Yeah, it's folks. It's not in the mouth. <laughs> wow! Truly amazing. Truly amazing. <laughs> now, I have to say this: Isn't it amazing that things are coming out of people's mouths nowadays? Yes, I know. <laughs> Where's our, where's our camera angle at? About right here? About right there. Is that yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, um, you know, let, let's, just, let's just move along. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, well, let's move along here. Okay, let's just move along here. Card tricks, yes. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to do card tricks. Like I said, I, I'm a man who likes to do card effects. Card effects. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't I worry about that. Don't worry about that. Well, as you can see, I have a deck of cards here. I have the eight of diamonds and the rest of them are all blank. Obviously, I brought the wrong deck. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this is like the perception of reality. Like I said to everybody, if you don't like what you see, what you do is you close things up a bit, you step back for one second, you take another angle at it, and you'll see that all the cards are there. And people ask me all the time, how do I do that? Yeah. How, how do you do that? <laughs> Ten years of sitting on a bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> do not follow my path. <laughs> okay. okay. So um, what I'm going to do here is I, I always ask everybody, too, I say, you know, how many how many cards are in a deck of cards? Uh, 52. 52. 52. Mostly correct, but the people tend to forget there's actually 54. There are the two jokers. Yeah, that's right, the two jokers. Forgot about that. Yeah. And if you ever hung out with a couple of jokers, you would know how wild <laughs> things can really be. Yes. So people always tend to forget about them. But what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take out the jokers. Okay? I'm going to find There's one. Yeah. And let's see here. And we'll go through. And, and there's, uh, there's the other one right there. Yeah. Two jokers down, right? Yep. Fair enough. Two jokers aside. Now, what I got here is, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give these a shuffle. That's what they call a pharaoh shuffle. Now, every time I try this, it's never fair to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what I do is you, is you take them and you interweave them as so. Okay. I'll drop that one right down in the center there. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. And what you do is you grab them right by the center and you bend. There you go. Press your girls and press everybody. Here we go. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to rip the cards to you like this. And I just want you to say stop. Okay. Preferably before I get to the bottom of the deck. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. Okay, here we go. Stop. Stop right there. The three is spade. Yeah. Now, I wasn't supposed to look at that card. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that's okay. You know what? No, that's all right. That's right here. Grab the next card. Okay. Don't show it to me. Oh. Got it? Can yeah. Share you... it with the audience? Yeah. You want to see it? Okay. Everybody, you see this? Okay, good. Yeah, you know, shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shuffle those cards. Oh well, yeah. Put this card put in. Put that there. card in the deck. Right. Put that card in the deck and uh, give it a shuffle. All right, I can do this now. See, I know how to shuffle cards. I've uh, done this quite often through my life. But you're probably going to find out what card it is and show it to me or something like Possibly. that, right? That's typically what seems that magic is mostly about sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's never about proving anybody wrong. It's about uh, actually having fun. Okay, now, now give it a cut. Okay. All right. And uh, do me a favor. What do you want me to do? Turn over that top card. Okay. It's not going to be the card, is it? No. It'd be pretty cool if it was, wasn't it? It would be, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so go ahead, turn, the, it, turn, it, turn it back over. Okay. Okay. Now now pick up the whole deck. All right. Show the bottom card. Is that your card? Nope. That'd be pretty cool, too, wouldn't it? That would have been cool, <laughs> yes. Right. Go ahead, put the cards back down. Okay. So we can, we, can safely say, we can safely say that your card is lost in the bottom of the deck or somewhere in the it's deck, in right? in the deck, yeah. All right, and I have not touched those cards since you put your card in there. I'm, I am fairly certain that there's no reasonable way that you could find that card very easily. Okay. Now, now this is the point where I am going to deceive you. 
This is the only trick I will actually do. Okay? okay. I'm going to take one card from the deck. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Did you see me do it? No, I didn't see you do it. That's right, because you know I'm that good. <laughs> actually, actually, I took two cards from the deck. Both of them were jokers. Yeah, we, you did that beforehand, though. That's right. See, it's all about semantics here, really. Okay, now, this joker right here, he represents to me ego. And one thing I learned in this kind of business is you got to get rid of the ego. Oh, okay. Because it'll destroy you in the end. Okay. This joker right here, he has a guarantee. Ah, he's going to okay. guarantee me that he's going to find your card in a very, very mysterious way. Uh, well, I, I find that hard to believe, but I've, I've heard this before. Okay, okay, okay. Let me show you my hat. As you can see, it's quite empty. Yeah. Now, but it's full of a lot of great thoughts and ideas. And, and sometimes they're kind of heavy. <laughs> okay. Now, if I take this hat and I cover up said Joker, uh-huh. and I'll show you the card again. Yeah. Fair enough? Yep. And I cover him up one more time. And I show him to you one more time. Yes, okay, okay. I'm okay, and last but not least, there he is. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up these cards for the very first time since you placed your card in that deck. Yes, I, I remember you have not touched it, or it looks like you haven't touched it. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot your card from this deck into my hat. Okay. Do you think it's possible? Uh, that seems pretty unlikely. I don't see how that could f- possibly physically be done. It would violate the laws of uh, space and time. Well, thanks for the faith, man. <laughs> That's okay, you know what? Well, I'll just be that much more impressed if you could actually pull this off. All right. Well, you know what? I've been known to defy the space and time myself. <laughs> I think I'm a time traveler anyway. <laughs> so here we go. No further ado, just for you, my man. Here we go. All right. Did you see it go? No, I, I, I saw no cards moving. I saw you just kind of flip the cards real quick, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything magical happen. Do you know why you didn't see it go? You're too good? You're too fast? You're too quick? No, much simpler than that. The hat was in the way. But is that your card? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. We're all duly impressed. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to waste your time by asking you how you did that. I'm just going I'll to sit here. How I, I'll tell you how I did it. You will? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Do I know how I did it? Yeah. Very well. <laughs> Teased again by a magician. Okay. Well, that's, that's a, you are part of, uh, partly a comedian, too, and I appreciate yeah. the humor involved. Well, you know, I, I also learned that if, uh, if, if, you're, if life reaches a point where you need to get a handle on it, I mean, if you look at your hand right there and you kind of give it a little rub, you'll have a ah. handle. <laughs> and then what you do, if you want to get down, you just kind of roll it like this, right? And then you get down. And you want to get back up, you roll it right back up. All right? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, uh, I appreciate prop humor, yes. Yes, you know. All right. I got something else I want to share with you. Let's see. I have some coins. Okay. Every magician has some coins, okay? And in this, I have four silver dollars. They look They look good. Morgan? Yes. Morgan yeah, dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, these are, I got 1898. This is a uh, 1882, much older than you and I, my yeah. friend. Yeah, and I got a uh, 1887, and last but not least, a 1921. All right. Okay. So they beat me. Yeah, I know they beat me too. <laughs> so uh, what I'd like to have you do is I'd like to have you just touch two of those coins. All right. These two. Those two right there. They're the eldest. They are the eldest. So we will throw them right back into the case, like so. Okay. Okay. Now, just touch one of those coins. All right, that one. And we will make this one disappear as well. All right. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. So it leaves us with a 1921. 1921. Let's have some fun with 1921. Uh, the economy was really good in 1921. I remember that. Oh, right you, before it went to screaming hell. <laughs> you remember that. You're a time traveler too, huh? <laughs> I do read my history books. Okay, okay. 1921. At some point in some time in my life, somebody said to me, they said, Sage, you know, there's two sides to everything. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes, I have. Okay. Well, I've learned that life is like a coin. 
On one side, you have heads. On the other side, you have tails. But then you have where heads and tails meet. Which therefore leads me to believe that there's three sides to everything. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, go ahead. Okay, see, if I've got the coin like this, I go here. Hold on to that, my friend. You would see that I'm deceiving you because I still have the edge here. Yeah, you, you didn't pay me that <laughs> silver dollar like you said you were going to. This is one of those kind of shows. <laughs> Does this ever work with the landlord? I wish. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is uh, to and fro, watch you go. Kind of relationship with my ex-girlfriend. It was a love and hate relationship. She hated to love me. And you know what? I just want to live in a world with no hate. Okay? Into the, into the, into the hand it goes. Fair enough? Yep. I give it a little snap. I go like this. I learned if I rub the edges away. Did you, did you see it go? Yeah, well, I've seen money go like that before. That's, that's Okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's I was wasn't wasn't expecting that. That's okay. Some things, some of the best things in life are unexpected. Well, that's kind of interesting. The the money does kind of float right down through the bottom of the tea to the bottom of the the jar. It looked like it does. Kind of, well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look, I'll throw the rest of them down here. We got four. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Alright, uh, now here's what we're gonna do. You want me to pick two of them again? Nah, nah, that's okay. what we're gonna do here. Alright. Let's see here. Alright. I'm gonna take one of these, put it in there. Fair enough? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I learned that in the mathematics of life, one plus one equals three. Yeah. People say crazy I am, but I say no says I, because watch this. I've seen it happen before. Okay, if I take one coin, I place it into my hand. Okay. Ten coin, I throw it in my hand. I take this coin, I place it into my pocket. Yep. How many coins do I have in my hand? Uh, you know what? I bet so you're such a good magician, it's going to be three. I like you. Yeah. You know why I like you? Why? Because no matter how broke any of us ever get, you can always be willing to afford to pay attention for us. Okay. Because we got one, two, and three. Okay. I, I kind of had a feeling you were going to pull this off. All right. Okay. But hang on. So look, I got one, two. I throw them right there. This one, watch. I'll place it right in my pocket. You've already been putting them in your pocket all night long. That's okay. Hang on. Look, look, look. Yeah. I've got these two. And you're going to my hand. Again. Okay. Three. How many do I have in my hand now? Uh, I'm going to say three again. Uh, see, like I said, I like okay. you. You know why I like you? Okay, thank you. You know why I like you? Why is that? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I got one, two, and three. Now, this is this is this is this is the mystery of it all. Okay. This is the mystery of it all. People always ask me, why do I say that one plus one equals three? I learned that it takes a man and a woman yeah. to bring a child into, into this world. Okay. So therefore, one plus one equals three. And occasionally four and twelve, but we won't get into all that, okay? okay. So on that note, here's one. There's two. Uh, you know what? I'll put them right there. This one right here, I'll place it into my pocket. Now, how many do you have in your pocket right now? I should only have one, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, know. how many coins do I think I have in my hand? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say three again because I, I noticed a trend here. Okay, well, obviously, you know what? I must be kind of broke because I couldn't afford to pay attention either because I don't have anything in my hands. <laughs> okay, all right. Well... That really, you tricked me. That, I didn't trick you. I, I entertained you. Well, I'm, I'm definitely entertained because I can't figure out how the hell you did that. You know, like I said, I did it very well. Okay. <laughs> are, they, are they in your pocket? Do you have like 12 in your pocket or something? Oh, no, no. I've got one. Oops. And, and there's three. And yeah. the last one is four. Okay. There we right. go. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I'm stumped again. You know, I've, <laughs> I've had Tony Comito blow my mind before too and you've done pretty much close to the same thing yeah, i love but, tony tony's yeah. a great guy actually tony's going to be coming to the uh broadway bound day camp he's going to come in and uh show a little sleight of hand for the kids oh. and uh his, his show's tomorrow night and uh in order to support for he's going to support me i'm going to make sure i'm there tomorrow to support him as well
Everybody be sure you go to Egan's. Go to Egan's tomorrow for the big show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go to Egan's. So I was uh, uh, to see a nice magic show tomorrow. You should go. It's it's really great, and you can see lots of fun stuff like this. Ten dollars. <laughs> Are you going to be performing at Egan's anytime? No, um, I, unless Tony asked me to, um, okay. uh, I, I might. You know, my schedule's been pretty full with a lot of things I'm doing, especially with the Super Geek League it's and stuff like that. So late too. Are you yeah, no, I, I did all I did all my Cirque du Soleil stuff with them. You know, I'm done for a while. So okay, uh, are they going to be back in town? To- sometime in the future uh, yeah, of course they will you if know. you if you could please come back on the show and show us your uh, stilts and stuff that would be oh fun. yeah i'll just just give me the invite and let me know when it happens and i'll check my schedule and, and i got no problem showing up okay great well if uh i'd be more than happy to have the have you on there to show off your stilts and stuff that would be thank really, you really i do want to do it too i think this would be a great scene to see me up on them I, I can show you how i strap them on and tell you a little bit more about them and stuff like that it'd be really kind of wonderful that would be great uh how, how much time we got left here 13, 14 minutes. Do you have any more super cool uh, uh, effects to show us? Well, you know what? This is the one that this is the one I showed kids today. Okay. Okay. I guess we can probably do it in this camera here. It's actually kind of fun. Okay. So, uh, years ago, I was performing at the Pike Place Market. Okay. And uh, I was there, and this, and this gentleman walked up to me, and he said, uh, "I had some cards laid out and everything." He walks over, looks at the cards and all the and my coins and everything, and he's like, uh, "So, what do you got going on here?" I go what I have going on yeah. and he goes okay well so you're gonna do something he goes show me a trick I go look <laughs> I go look I don't do tricks right? no, no, that's what I said I, I go look just because I was born the year of the dog doesn't mean you gotta treat me like one okay <laughs> and, and he goes he goes what is that supposed to mean so I had my hat over my table and I lean over my hat and I looked out of my hat I go well you know if you want to treat me like a dog you gotta throw me a bone oh, okay. and he looks at me he goes well maybe I will if you show me something okay I go, look, okay, I'll show you something just, just for you. I said, take your hand and go like this. Well, oh, you can do it too. Oh, oh yeah, okay. All like right? And, 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 and then and put it to your forehead. Okay. Okay, now push your forehead through it. Uh, I, I can't. See, because that's the trick. Yeah, no, my brain no. is not quite <laughs> small enough, although it's minuscule. But There's it's a solution like to this. You want to see? Oh, you I'm You take your finger to. and you go like this, and you, and you push. You push, uh, push, your, push. You push your, you push your head back. Oh, okay. Here, let me try it. <laughs> push your head back. There you, oh, there okay. you go. There you go. There's okay. a trick. Oh yeah. All right. Well, you got me on that one. Uh, you know, I'm a fool. No, well, that was a good trick. No, I find it's always good to insult the audience before you go. Oh, except for my audience. My audience, I would never ever dream of insulting. Oh, you know, exactly. You know, uh, actually, an old piece of advice that was offered me by an old vaudeville guy, he said to me, he said, Sage, he said, uh, uh, one thing is that, you know, you can have hecklers and everything like that. It's, it's always better to be profound than it is to be pro- profane. Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah. that way it'll, it'll take you much further in life. And I said, okay, and uh, I think you might have a little affect on this one. So. so in other words, if you blow their mind instead of just insulting them. Right. Oh, you take it okay. much further. But this one, I, this one, I did this one uh, uh, back in Edenclaw, Washington. Uh-huh. And it's a god fear in town. Okay. All right, and uh, basically it's like this. I almost got arrested for this one. Oh. Okay, and it kind of goes like this. Okay, here's the front, and here's the back. Yes. And here's the front, and here's the back. Yep. Do you want to know why I almost got arrested in Inclaw, Washington? Because you're flipping somebody off under there. Or? No, I never give my I never give my audience a oh, forward okay. flip. Okay. But I was on the diving team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, the reason I almost got arrested in Inclaw, Washington. Was for assault and battery. Oh. <laughs> All right, you got us on that one. That was uh, more prop humor, and you know I love that stuff. <laughs> hey, totally, you know. Did you ever study under Carrot Top? No. <laughs> I don't do steroids. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Too bad you didn't have a needle with you. To, to Ooh. <laughs> Well, that would have been fun. But uh, anyway, uh, um, what other places uh, do you ever tour and go around the country? Besides, uh, um, I, I've primarily done the Pacific Northwest, up and down along the coast. So I've done a lot of, a lot of places here and there and everything, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. I look forward to going around other places around the world and stuff like that, and, and you know, I'm willing to. I, I've been working on a project for some years where um, I'm actually going to transverse across the state of Arizona on biomechanical stilts. So it's 800, you know, 800 miles. I'm going to do it in 18 days on biomechanical stilts. 
Uh, I, I'm taking two of my characters along. One of them is a hobo, uh, sort of say, um, comedia kind of clown, and he does magic. You know, my stuff, my talent is like in Arizona called Surprise. And well, surprise! Here I am. Okay. <laughs> Are you surprised? I know I am. Yeah. You know, and, and then I have other characters that I'll, I'll do on stilts, and it's gonna be like my, myself and a little entourage with the videographers, and just gonna follow me along the road. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, uh, be sure and send us some postcards from your, from your journey. I'd like most to, definitely uh, to, to get my my. Uh, followers up on this we do have an audience out in arizona beautiful i think at least three or four of you and uh we love you yeah and uh i'll, I'll let them know you're coming all right all right excellent beautiful well i think that's about all i have to offer you okay how much time we got left a few minutes well perhaps maybe we could talk about uh time travel time travel you have a we have discussed time travel before haven't we or no we haven't well we kind of did we kind of touched well, on it in just a right. brief that's moment well, it's just what we did. Okay, I remember. Remember Isn't that a couple from the seconds past. ago. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, as far as time travel goes, um, I, I believe that it's more actually possible that we uh, we uh, are we we exist in supersymmetry. You know that we are somehow aware of our other alternate selves and other universes, and that uh, we are in a way connected with our alternate selves. So uh, you know. In an alternate universe, you didn't ditch your ex-girlfriend. Uh, you're still going with her right now, or, or uh, possibly, yeah. Or, we're, we're still um, probably entertaining everybody. Yeah, or possibly in an alternate universe, you never met, went out with her in the first place. That's very true too. Yeah. Maybe it's all just an illusion, anyway. It could be very well an illusion. I mean, it's, uh, but it's. I, I like to think of the fact that uh, whatever mistake you think you may have made in the past, uh, in another universe, you didn't. And you may even actually be worse off that you didn't make the mistake. Well, you know, I, 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 I talked to Terrence McKenna before he had passed away. I actually had a chance to interview him live. Or I, I offered him a question. And I, and I said, the popular law of medicine, otherwise known as the AMA, yeah. states the fastest any person can react to any outside stimuli is 1 25th of a second. Yeah. Now, most of us react a lot slower. That's why they say alcohol impairs your judgment and everything else. So I said, you know, if you were to react a lot faster, like Bruce Lee, he was able to know to react to things at 1 21st of a second, 1 20th of a second. He was buried right up here uh, up on Capitol Hill at the Asian graveyard. So if he was able to react that quicker than most people in a normal life, wouldn't that mean that he was essentially time traveling? Yeah. So Terrence went on about let's say, this 30-minute diatribe about how time was created by man. <laughs> yeah. And he went on and on. And in the end, he agreed with me. At the end of that, yeah. and at the end of that question, he said, "No more questions. <laughs> <laughs> no more talk about time travel." No, but he agreed with me. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, I, I have uh, once thought about writing the science fiction story where somebody goes back in time and kills his grandfather, and then comes back and notes that nothing has changed, and he's saying, "Oh, well, then, well, why am I still here?" You know, and then the the real reason is is you can't change what's in the past because nobody went back in the past to do that. But you could change uh, an alternate universe, right? And uh, that's more likely to do that than to actually go back in time. In fact, the energy convergence would probably be less. But uh, you know, who can know? Who who can say? You know, with thoughts uh, like that, I yeah. think you have. I think you're on a good path. Well, that's, I hope so. I mean, I'm uh, moving ahead. I, I've con been consulting with my alternate self. Sometimes I do that on the show. <laughs> Seriously, I, I will consult. Uh, so that's behind closed viewers. doors. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll talk to my other selves to find out what I can do to uh, better promote the show or whatever. But uh, I haven't gotten any real great genius ideas because in, in uh, all the other alternate universes, there are some places where I've become world famous. But uh, so far in this one, I'm still uh, just on the uh, oh. achieving the cusp of, uh, of greatness. Well, like they always say, a closed mouth never gets fed. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. If you want to know an answer to something, the best thing to do is ask. Is shoot my big fat fat mouth off and then i'll be doing that on future shows of the multiversal news that will be all we'll have for this week thank you very much for your time everyone thank and you. uh i thank you so much for being on my show oh thank you it was a pleasure all right well that'll be it G good good evening
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or faced any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price. Whether you want traditional, carriage house, custom wood, or even glass garage doors, we have an option that's right for you. Make the right decision. Call Precision. Problem solved. 